If you were the entire internet, what would you do with that, being that? I'd shut myself down and I'd dump myself in the river. <laughs> Which river? The, you know, the river we have for dumping things. The Thames? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the Thames. This is the river where the entire internet has been dumped. <laughs> I would, uh, I'd be really horny all the time. Because, you know, <laughs> porn. No one would notice. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> Nothing would change. Although there are parts of the internet I would very much enjoy seeing suddenly horny. <laughs> the Guardian. <laughs> it's already fucking horny, mate. <laughs> the Wikipedia article for the Hoover Dam <laughs> keeps back all that fluid. Everything is M&S horny. <laughs> M&S horny is a very particular British brand of pornography. <laughs> yeah, I just realised how um, inaccessible that joke was to pretty much everyone. <laughs> pretty much everyone, mate, and I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I think I feel like we've got to safeguard our audience, you know, and I... I I very much want to be so niche that only two-thirds of the people on this podcast can appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's great. I love being one-third of three... Two-thirds? Yeah. <laughs> three-thirds? Fuck. <laughs> well, I'm lost. You're representative of a majority, I can assure you. <laughs> but for now, you're outnumbered, so fucking watch it, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Pretend you get what M&S is. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I pretend I got what lo- the lawnmower man was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whose rush will not be tempered by wisdom. I'm Paul Progress. I'm a clean, hungry sponge. I'm <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> That's a line from the film. You check it and find out. You won. <laughs> we had three quarters of the way through our regularly scheduled recommendations month, baby. <laughs> and we are joined by an entire member of Baby Beard Media, Christopher. Christopher Bond. An entire member is an adequate summary of me. <laughs> <laughs> Head to toe. Unit of a member. <laughs> Some of our listeners might be listening to this episode first before literally any of our others and therefore be unaware of what Baby Beard Media is, so fix that. Baby Beard Media, it's a channel of people who make videos and uh, podcasts, particularly around the role-playing game sort of stuff. So actual plays and role-playing video games like Dragon Age and Vampire the Masquerade. We also do other funny stuff. Like, talk about Futurama and how it's a good show. And I think basically OGT is just a sort of international wing of Baby Beard Media at this stage. Subsidiary, I think, abs- is the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there will be a hostile takeover. <laughs> it's now. It's very shady. You won't see the names on any of the invoices or forms, but... <laughs> Follow the paper trail. Follow the Wikipedia Follow links. the money. <laughs> Back into the left. Put on your <laughs> VR headsets and follow the Wikipedia article. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's the only way to browse the internet. Because Chris has infiltrated our brains to turn it all into 1992's The Lawnmower Man. Oh dear. Oh no, <laughs> shit. From the imagination... They had to cut out off Stephen King. ...comes the story of a man... Go! Come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child and a doctor. Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of the future. I have a game in my house that you might like to play. Would you like that? Okay. That was really bad. I have different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. Now... Job Smith is about to enter the world of virtual reality. Ah, it's gonna hit no, me. no, 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 just relax. A world where the normal course of events can suddenly turn inside out. You realize, Dr. Angelo, that my intelligence has surpassed yours. And reality... We have no idea what he's gonna do. ...is all in your mind, the lawnmower man. I apologize. <laughs> Rightly so. The film started as a script called Cyber God. Uh, yes. They gave it the name of Stephen King's 1975 short story about a man who worships his lawnmower and then changed the plot in absolutely no way to accommodate that. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll be all right with that, Stephen. Stevie? Steve-o. <laughs> Steve-o. <laughs> the Kingster. Steve-o. <laughs> this is two years after he hated The Shining, so maybe he was just not reading his emails anymore. <laughs> 
Especially since it was about 20 years before most people had a computer. <laughs> he was scared of emails taking over, so... Fuck, it wasn't two years after, it was 12 years after. I was thinking of this as a 1982 film, for reasons that will become clear. That's what I said, <laughs> about 10 minutes into the film. <laughs> oh, but this is a 1982 film, so... Dot, dot, dot. And then I was quickly corrected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a backhand. We need to stop being the, the same person out of sync, because it's most unoriginal. You're me, but quicker, is the upsetting <laughs> reality we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, King sued because of that, because of all of that, uh, leading to the excellent IMDb credit written by Stephen King, brackets, title only. I could be that kind of writer. I'm just the guy who comes up with all the titles. Pay me what Stephen King gets. For that title job? Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. This film's idiocy made critics very angry. Vanessa oh? Letts at the, spect- at the Spectator said, The virtual reality experience is specifically linked to sex. It is, of course, standard for great technological advances to be exploited in this way. One only has to think of the telephone, videos, satellite TV, or binoculars. So sick of binoculars <laughs> being co-opt for sleazy purposes. Communi- communication device. <laughs> Voyeurs. Voyeurs in, in the community. Do you remember the day binoculars came out? It was so exciting. There was like a Steve Jobs launch. Yeah. <laughs> These ones have the t- that, like fingerprint lock. <laughs> and now it's just all pornography, the whole thing. <sighs> well, anyway, that's all of my notes done. <laughs> That is honestly one of the weirdest fucking reviews I've ever read. She also reviewed the Dolly Parton movie Straight Talk in the same article and spent the entire thing talking about how weird her boobs looked. Okay. Well, glad we can all get behind that. At least she's consistent. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's a mood piece, reading hers. It's a yeah. slice of fucking life. You're supposed to read both reviews in uh, context with each other. Yeah, they speak <laughs> to each other. <laughs> This is what happens when a, when a Dolly Parton-addled mind experiences Lawnmower Man. Oh, God. Well, the public, meanwhile, felt that their intelligence su- far surpasses yours. Oh. King Baby on Google says, wow, wow, wow. I think that should be pronounced. It's W-O-W-O-W-O. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, I love this movie so much. 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100. It never gets old. Seeing Job go from a nice good boy... To and to and evil one is scary, but true in a modern society where kids are brainwashed into horrible acts. While some may say the CGI is outdated, I think it looks good and way better than MCU bad CGI. Okay. Oh, we're going there, are we? Okay, well. <laughs> that... So long as you can get the DC crowd on board, then <laughs> you could really go places. It's nice to see Zack Snyder's always been busy. <laughs> <laughs> always always first productive. Film you. First thing he wrote. <laughs> More cohesive than anything after <laughs> The ending is also spooky But retconned in the sequel Which is weird and uncool <laughs> Weird and uncool Oh it no is. What a great review <laughs> <laughs> Hey I've been writing reviews for BFI Flare all week And I've used that phrase many a time <laughs> Weird and uncool <laughs> You should change it as an official rating system <laughs> Five stars, excellent. Four stars, okay. <laughs> All the way down to zero. Weird and uncool. <laughs> Which is what I get. Oh, Christ. Christ, look, the film has 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, 42% on Metacritic, and was the most financially successful independent film of the year. Aww. Bad year. Bad year, everyone. <laughs> um, it, made, it made back its budget, didn't it? Yeah, I think it did. It did very well. It made a lot more than its budget, if I remember correctly. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And its well budget was everyone. five pounds. <laughs> Take that, Stephen King. <laughs> idiot. Stupid idiot. Prick Stephen King. Oh, so Chris, you cyber Chris. Mm, that's me. That's what they call me. <laughs> With the pause yeah. and all. <laughs> Takes a long time to MCU into a place. Why did you decide to make us die in this diseased mainframe? I always like bad films which uh, deal with technology. I think there's kind of something sincere about, like, <laughs> what will the future hold? How do we hack things? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is so, so delightfully bad mm. that even, like, like 16 years on, it's being parodied. Like, sh- almost shot for shot being parodied. Even, like, community parodies this film. So, like, I don't know. It's just also uh, one of the reasons I really like it is the guys at um, Funhouse keep fucking talking about this movie. And I'm a big uh, consumer of their (laughs) stuff. So, uh, yeah. Inevitably, I was prompted to watch it. And I watched it recently and was like, oh, God, this is perfect for a particular podcast that I listen to and hate. (laughs) Hate, love. But also us. Hate to love. <laughs> love to hate. Whichever. Weird and, unco- weird and uncool. <laughs> hate weird to love. And uncool. <laughs> oh, God. 
Jesus, why can't I just let go? <laughs> well, that sounds terrifying. Let's um, let's fully describe and explore and dive into what happens in the Lawnmower Man by Stephen King. Every every minute of the two, two hour and twenty minutes <laughs> of this film. Oh fuck! Starting with Pierce Brosnan getting a monkey to play Goldeneye. <laughs> Slappers only. He's obviously outraged by this. It's <laughs> the monkey reckons it's the best. What mode. have I done? <laughs> yeah. No. But that's my Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> My treatments are making him smarter at an incredible rate. It's more important than training him for war. I won't increase the dosage of aggression drugs any further. He's already been exhibiting <laughs> behavioral instability in the virtual battle simulations. What you're suggesting could destroy his mind. Fucking screw the political assholes. He's the best chip I've ever had. What have I done? But the, yeah, aims all, aims all <laughs> off. Everyone's got a flat face. So he's going to uh, go and just barrel over into the real world. And Fuck yeah. Start shooting some humans. And uh, yeah, he breaks out of this facility. Jesus, but what during all this, Brosnan is just handsomely sleeping. <laughs> and um, he gets the call that we all dread. Your chimp has escaped. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> as someone who's going to become a high school teacher, I can't wait to make that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny. It's, it's your sister Susie there. That's some bad news. But bef- uh, we, we get to meet our titular lawnmower man, played by Trey Parker. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he's, he's, he's fantastic range, Trey Parker, um, <laughs> con- considering that, you know, only 89 years before he was in Orgasmo. <laughs> yeah, Trey Parker is the 90s representation of mental disability. Yay. Yay. Sensitive portrayal. You know, Cybo man, if you want, you could, you could call me Lawnmower Man. Everybody does. Terry says that's because I fix things and... And I mow lawns better than anybody in the whole world. That's what Terry said. If you ever want anything fixed, Cybo man, I could fix it for you, okay? Oh, Christ. But the, the, they're obviously wanting to get this monkey back, and they get a phone call in saying, hey, a priest heard a weird noise. Let's move. <laughs> Send the army. A priest is suspicious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the monkey and the lawnmower man. And, yeah. Uh, I think does he does he show him one of the comics that definitely looks like it was a Stephen King title and it's really weird that it wasn't a Stephen King title. Paul, there's so much about this fucking movie that's really so weird. Much that Stephen this. King wasn't much more involved than he actually was. So many, so much of this film is the note, typical <laughs> Stephen King bully, yeah, typical exactly. Stephen King blah. And then I, I read that it wasn't. <laughs> I know you would really think so. Anyway, yeah. the the army dudes show up and they take a while to shoot a monkey, like way longer than it would take me. <laughs> Longer than it has taken you. <laughs> oh fuck! But yeah, at this point, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take you through the process of writing the next two notes because I think it illustrates what you just said there. I write the note: a nice priest. Huh? I can see why Stephen King disowned it. Oh, there he goes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. All we need now yep. is a psychotic school bully, an alcoholic writer, and an asshole businessman, and we'll be in complete King hack territory. And as I'm writing that, the psychotic bully shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was surprised that he was over the age of fifteen, but he's still. <laughs> he didn't act Steve, like it. He was. He was the guy from Stand by Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. There's a guy in Christine who like fucking cuts the guy with a knife. Yeah. There's. There's. Stephen King has a bully problem. Ah. Oh, as do all authors. Yeah. They're all named after critics. So um. <laughs> yeah. P- Peter Travers. He's wearing a bandana and he's um. He's just got an issue with the fact that Trey Parker exists and yeah. he just likes to remind everyone. <laughs> Of that on occasion doesn't, well, doesn't achieve much No one else seems to be with it, You know On board with it But they do ignore it Because he's a big man <laughs> He's a big guy And his threats Largely amount to Screaming and shouting Yeah <laughs> Making himself look Like a complete asshole But hey Yeah Anyway Pierce Brosnan Is sitting handsomely alone At home And um He's just wondering How far he could have gotten If he had a human subject If only he could have Gotten his hands on one Perhaps one with Limited intellectual capabilities So that he could Really find out the effects of it. Could you get there a bit fucking quicker, Brosnan? <laughs> Please. He's literally outside the window. Just do it. Yeah. There's even a bit where he goes out and it's like, do you want to come see some things in my in my basement? And he's like, sure. And then he waits for Brosnan to like follow him. <laughs> Are we going? You're going to show me those things, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want you uh. to know that it's going to be okay. What? <laughs> mm. Mm. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Look, He's... so they they go in and they have a an intensely uh, erotic experience <laughs> with a VR machine. Uh, well, he plays ten, some uh, number sap. one. He plays like a sats pairing game, and that seems yeah. to go down quite well. So then he plugs him into the fucking Tron. 
<laughs> yeah! Hey, you did it. Very good. Let's play another game. Suit <laughs> the suit on order. I don't know if we've explained this enough. Basically, Brosnan has like a machine, a VR reality that makes dumb things smart. That's what he was doing with the monkey, and now he's going to do it to the lawnmower man. That's yeah. why the monkey had a gun, because it's big brain now. Yeah. <laughs> big brains, no guns are cool. He's smart enough to realize how cool guns are. <laughs> that monkey is not weird or uncool. <laughs> it is <in> regular <laughs> and cool. <laughs> Cha- chaotic, neutral, and cool. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> they need to add a cool vector to the D&D chart. <laughs> how come lawful um, good doesn't intersect with cool at all? Oh, you know. <laughs> it's weird like that, right? Nah, that makes sense. Oh, it tracks. You've seen Deadwood. Um, yeah. You've seen him, McShane. You know what's going on. Timothy Oliphant in that is almost cool. He's almost cool. He's cool because I love <laughs> Timothy Oliphant unreasonably, but... I hate it. I hate your fondness for Timothy Oliphant. It's a constant <laughs> thorn in my side. They tease a romance between blonde neighbor lady and Job um, because she quite likes the way he's eating a sandwich now. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. He's turning into a 90s Diet Coke commercial. <laughs> the ultimate aim of the object of the thing. The monkey was three weeks away. <laughs> the highest art form possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But Brosnan, Brosnan works out and records his log like a fucking scientist would. <laughs> He's just jogging whilst recording his science logs. Mind is like a clean, hungry sponge. I understand. It's hard shirt. to fit it in. <laughs> it's hard to fit it into He's... a day. He's so horny for, for logs. <laughs> I mean, who it. isn't? But <laughs> Oh, I forgot to tell you, because of the weird way the radiation works on this machine, you do have to be shirtless every time you use this thing. <laughs> that seems a bit weird. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm fine with this. It's fine. It's got a video camera. It's fine. Just take your shirt off. <laughs> I installed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the blonde neighbor lady spots Joe's butt in the rearview mirror, which was a a moment <laughs> I felt necessary to write down. That happens. <laughs> Bully's getting jealous butt. because of... Yeah, it's quite a butt. He's just smart enough to have a great butt now and realise how yeah. burly he is. Yeah, that's right. He's getting smarter and so his his fashion sense increases and his butt gets better. Yeah. <laughs> but then but then his fashion crease... <laughs> like his fashion crease? Yeah, he, he develops a fashion crease, actually, because it does yeah. get worse he falls into it as he tucks his shirt into his pants. Are you sure that's just um, not the effect of the 80s leaking into the early 90s? <laughs> maybe. It is the best 80s film I've ever seen. Um, oh god, he, yeah. he finally he finally has the one lesson that makes him smarter rather than just quiet. So now he's he talks smart. Okay. Okay. I'll be back in a few hours. Okay. Bye. I never realized it was so complex, so disturbing. What's wrong, Joe? History, Dr. Angelo. History's disturbing. It provides us with a background, a, a context to why things are the way they are. Um, and he gets so smart that he can hear thoughts and do telekinesis. Yeah, Christ. He starts with his old nemesis, Toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Toothpaste. Now I control you. <laughs> Not the other way around. Crush the Toothpaste. <sighs> we were talking about this, actually, and uh, saying if that was me, I, I wouldn't have... He's very organised in the way he'd do it. Maybe that's a sign of intelligence, because I would just squeeze that shit in the middle. <laughs> He does bottom to tip. What do you call the the other end of a, the the non business end of a toothpaste thing? <laughs> the balls. butt. God, the butt. The butt of a toothpaste tube. I don't even have the right vocabulary to describe toothpaste. If I had telekinesis powers over toothpaste, I'd peel it. I'd peel <laughs> oh. the wrapper off. Ooh, oh, what a horrible idea! I hate that, but I'm Who not would... sure why. <laughs> and then Sean would come in and be like, "Who did this? <laughs> Who would do this? <laughs> Lawnmower no! man!" But look, somehow yeah. he gets his new girlfriend into the lab. He's super smart now, so he can just do stuff like that. Yeah, do you want to come with me? Yeah, <laughs> she sure. She gets plugged into the AR machine. The AR? Whatever. She looks She looks at her hand and says, wow, it's my hand, whilst looking at a reject <laughs> from One Must Fall concept art. <laughs> the worst thing you've ever seen. Oh, sorry, that's just Sound of Thunder, says uh, Joe, <laughs> turning, off, turning off the TV. Whoops. That shouldn't be out this for another VR. decade. I like the fact you could do a triple bill of Tron, Lawnmower Man, and Sound of Thunder, and it would look like they were made the same year. He tries to turn her on by turning into a frog thing and spitting red stuff at her, but doesn't seem like her thing. <laughs> no, so he fuses with her instead. And, um, <laughs> and she never stops and... freaking out. <laughs> Literally never. That's the last yeah. we see of her. We're assuming that to yeah. this day, she's just broken forever. Well, then, yeah, the next scene is of him he's telekinesing the lawnmower around the garden. Oh, yeah. F- scowling a death scowl, and she's on the bed sort of laughing. And, yeah. Um, so it, it all worked out well in the end. <laughs> Brain off. Himbo meets bimbo. 
Except now he's smarter. He's oh, smarter, no. and he's oh, going to no. demonstrate cool. this to Brosnan. Um, so he shows a bemused Brosnan that he can make a share float a bit. I have to run some tests. I need to make sure you didn't attach any string to this or anything. Pretty underwhelming <laughs> effect. <laughs> Where's Penn and Teller where you need them? <laughs> Brosnan is suitably jaded by this incredible um, act of telekinesis. Uh, but so much so that he does not notice bald guy from... No. Um, not not fringe and not that bloody closer over the summer him? movie Stakeland. Um, he's he's the other he's the exec there, and he yeah. has to go and tell guy from the wire and break. Uh, that's Bad. Dean Norris, also from Stephen King's Under the Dome. Oh no, so this was Stephen King. Jesus, <laughs> do you reckon they got him in on that? They're like, yeah, this is a Stephen King movie. He's like, I, mean, I did that. Or I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Whichever one happens. In- <laughs> I'm going to do that in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> We need every time we can get. Will you one day appear in a fucking Stephen King project? Yes. <laughs> You're in. Aren't you the guy who had a vagina on his face in Total Recall? I'm actually trying to move away from that. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> Try not to get typed up. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's harder than you think. Hollywood, Hollywood's a cruel business. <laughs> the guy's just like sketching a vagina over his face <laughs> on his dot. Now that you mention it. Come on, man. I've got five kids to feed. I'll stop it. But um, an excellent fist fight happens in a hotel room, and Brosnan then carefully checks himself out of the hotel. But he left something at the reception desk, so the woman's screaming, Hey, Mr. Angelo! Your card! Hey! Mr. Angelo! Hey! Unfortunately, none of the people chasing him notice this. <laughs> the card you need to go and stop the bad guys from utilising Job! The man you were telling me about? You wrote me that note? The Lawnmower Man by Stephen King? Remember? <laughs> Weirdly meta character is yeah. able to like uh, is aware that they're in the film as well. We should follow her story. You know, Dean, Nor- Dean Norris. He's in all of his films. But th- there's a chase scene into a small corridor, and it's looking bad for Brosnan. But luckily, a, a weird troll-like member of staff brings him some sham- some champagne yeah. to break over the guy's head, and then is fine with holding an unconscious man at gunpoint for him. <laughs> and then we never That's see that you get character good- again. <laughs> That's how you get a good trip advisor. But so much so is, is the dodgy um, editing of that scene, the way it intercuts with him running and then uh, Trey Parker in the lab. I was then very confused to realise that they weren't in the same building. Because <laughs> I was going, why is there a butler in the lab? What's this butler doing in this science lab, in this place of science? It's time for Job to go on his killing spree. So he goes oh, to the priest and turns him into a plug-in effect. Which is a fate worse than death and it's going to happen to a lot of people. Um, and then he brings his lawnmower with him to a petrol death. He likes to likes to take it out for a walk sometimes. Stand in a silhouette by the moonlight. Yeah, he, well, he likes to have it if he needs it, but he's not definitely yeah. going to use it. No. Here's the lawnmower man. He's yeah. got a brand to think of. <laughs> Freddy doesn't always use his glove, but he's always got his glove. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to move outside it. I'm trying to avoid being typecast. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, but look, do you remember that bad dad from about an hour ago? No? Well, he gets lawnmowered. <laughs> this is the movie I wanted this to be. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of my, oh, Stephen King character notes. And <laughs> yeah, this is the second definitely. time we see him. <laughs> he's getting lawnmowered, great. In the morning, Pierce Brosnan shows up and it's like, oh, Hey, officer, I'm Pierce Brosnan. Can you tell me everything? Sure, mate. Let me tell you everything that's going on around here. <laughs> that's all I need to know. And he describes the various deaths that have happened. Pierce Brosnan yeah. isn't happy about this. His shirt's all open at this point. He's, he's, he's sweating a lot. and uh, <laughs> His accent's oh, getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, near incom- it's, an, it's near cage at this point. <laughs> the Project 5 abstracts that you were exposed to were never meant for the human mind. You've had a psychotic break. Oh fuck, he goes to confront Job, but Job what does he do? He like jumps in a gyroscope. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in a gyroscope. Fine. He um he manages to get Pierce Brosnan's wife killed through some chicanery. Oh yeah, has has a shoot some some thugs, some higher Yeah, was, yeah, absolutely, and then gets shot by said thugs. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? And then he becomes a jolly green giant head and turns <laughs> the others into marbles. Which oh, I guess yeah. he could have done the whole time, so he was just fucking around with the wife. Yeah, like he's not going to just reveal his his best hands early on. If he doesn't have to <laughs> Thanos people. <laughs> he thought the wife might be able to John Wick all three of them, but <laughs> she kind of sucked. 
Said I can good. see why you weren't happy now. <laughs> this is this is not a dialogue I want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, so Job is going to attack the internet. It's the um, stakes of the situation we're in. He's going to ring every telephone on the planet. No! <laughs> Bill! No one can deal with it. The long distance call. <laughs> the expense. What about the people already with phone calls? Are they going to have their phone interrupted? Uh, it's unclear, but <laughs> he's going to call every telephone on the planet. And it's give him a ring-a-ding-ding. It's a nightmare. Obviously, he did it first thing in the morning, so the whole planet was just getting up. Duh. <laughs> oh, Christ. He, um, he, yeah, he's going to go take over the internet, but after he makes some lawn grow really fast, he can control <laughs> lawns. See, Stephen King? It's the same story. <laughs> See, Stephen King? You're just jealous now. <laughs> Leave th- th- this guy and Stanley Kubrick alone. They're better than you. <laughs> oh, God. He, he drives over to the internet. <laughs> Lost him. Um... <laughs> Was Brosnan yeah. does some very tech stuff from his basement, which I guess Job didn't know he could do. Um, I'll, I'll leave it to this guy to explain it. Someone's hacking the mainframe from the outside. They're in, and they're running a computer virus that's placing triple key encryption codes on all outside access and network connections. There's only so much Brosnan can do from his basement, so he goes to get into a car, but Job melted all the cars. Oh no, he needs oh, one of those. He needs one. Shit, he's going to ride the lawnmower. Oh, no, the neighbor's lady car. The neighbor's lady car. Now I become the lawnmower man. (laughs) (laughs) Just going down the road with the blades still on, so just sparks flying everywhere. (laughs) He's for some reason humming the Bond theme. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute reckless lunatic, Pierce Brosnan. He's wearing an earring in this. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. It comes with the hair. Scoundrel. It came with the hair. Oh, God. (laughs) He'll never be Bond with an earring, mate. (laughs) It's never going to happen. You know what? This was after the first time they offered him Bond, because they wanted him to be Bond in the mid-80s, but he was busy doing excellently named television show Remington Steel. Um, (laughs) So they gave it to, what's his name, Dalton instead. So Mm, That worked out well. Yeah, it goes to show Idris Elba. It's never too late. Um, Yeah, a bunch of shoulders? Soldiers show up. Sol- sh- soldiers show up. Fuck. Bunch the of soldiers. army arrives. <laughs> army arrives. <laughs> but oh no. It's perfect. But oh no, lawnmower man. And bees. Yay. Millions of bees. <laughs> millions and millions of bees. <laughs> bees. Bees. That's how he defeats the army. Or soldiers. <laughs> I look back at my note from an hour and a half ago of um, lawnmowers are not as ridiculous as the word bees, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Oh, God, those bees are going to be difficult for everyone to do. Oh, they're gone. Okay. They're gone now. It's only VR. It's not real. They can't hurt It's real. Oh, shit. Well, look, the sniper takes out the definite, definite obvious threat of this situation. The old farm-looking dude. Definitely not yeah, the, the Irish, The Irish uh, the hand who uh, was, like, training Job as a fucking, I don't know, it's a weird father-son relationship <laughs> going on. Yeah. Man. I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. Just wanted you to be the lawnmower man. Just like my you... daddy was. Like my dad was. Just wanted you to mow the lawn. <laughs> but you had to go off and get your head in that computer and, and then... Those fancy video games. Rot in your brain. <laughs> get out and mow the lawn. Oh, God. But he's dead now. What? Deservedly. <laughs> Brosnan spends some time shooting a door open whilst the blonde neighbor lady takes a nap because it is quite dull. And, um... <laughs> He's, oh, Job fucking squeezes himself into the internet like the toothpaste. Foreboding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <gasps> Set up. A premonition. <laughs> and a oh. premavision. Oh. <laughs> and a primavera. Um, Brosnan assures that Jones is def- Jones? Job is definitely going to die because of explosives. Um, great. All he has to do now is leave. Or he could put himself entirely at Job's mercy for no reason. Because <laughs> that. Because he doesn't have it. <laughs> Does <laughs> that? He talks Job into letting him go so he can rescue the boy he brought here. Thank you. <laughs> you suck, Pierce Oh please, Brosnan. I'm an idiot. I'm shit. He leaves. He leaves <laughs> without the fool. kid. Got um, nothing. I'm stupid. Please let me go. I'm a stupid baby. Where? <laughs> well, this particular stupid baby manages to escape as the film spectacularly does not build to a climax as the bombs start exploding. Uh, Job takes a moment to maniacally laugh before escaping. (laughs) Brosnan does another diary entry, but this time in a shirt, which is lame. And I guess it's a character growth. He's no longer shirtless and crazy, and therefore way worse. Yeah. It was disappointing. His his arc turned into a parabola. (laughs) 
spiraling downwards into shirt shirthood. So I stopped coming for the first time. <laughs> he has a go at suggesting a theme for all this. Um, oh, he just seems Doesn't so much smarter. To. He seems so much smarter without the shirt. Um, but then Job well, I keep trying to tell you. Job calls every phone in the world. No shit! It was Halloween three. The good the one. The good one, I think. <laughs> And that was lawn, that was lawnmower thing. Yeah. Hey. Hey. So Chris, how did it hold up on this um second second watch? Really good. It's a dumb fucking movie, and it has everything. <laughs> Monkeys with guns. Check. <laughs> That's it. Science fiction. Check. What else do you need? <laughs> Romance. Check. Comedy. Unintentional, but check. Yeah. <laughs> Shirtless Bruce Brosman. Check. It did have a lot of that. So few films have that. Yeah. So few things. <laughs> Trey Parker, shirtless, check. <laughs> the movie's fucking horny. This movie's okay. horny as fuck. So many, so many allusions to coming and, and post-coital, you know, sweating and gasping. Yeah. Um, ev- ev- everything was super horny. It was, it was a very moist movie. Does your movie have a fucking dragonfly? A, a post-coital dragonfly? No? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> this movie does. Goodman, how did you find it? This was one of the... Biggest reliefs of all time, because sitting down <laughs> and it being two hours coming. and twenty minutes, I did wonder oh, um, yeah. how how time. things were going to go. But it ended up being perhaps one of the most welcome respites from a, a, a difficult, difficult career we've set ourselves out for, Paul. <laughs> it, much oh, like God. American Rickshaw uh, the other week, it was just yeah. please let us do this every week. I don't, I don't want to do love weddings <laughs> and other disasters anymore. I don't want to do another Adam Sandler movie, Paul. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want to do Artemis Fowl. I want to do American Rickshaw and I want to do Lawnmower Man um, because <laughs> every second of it for me was was gloriously silly mm. and dumb. Even the moments where people were just quietly discussing things. There was just something. Someone's gormless look. Someone's <laughs> just, just deadly staring into space or Pierce Brosnan just doing away with consonants as, as he yeah. talks about science in his monoto- in a crazy monotone with his earring. Yeah. You know, the fact that he's just got that earring in is everything. It, and, it, and it just it just got me on the right mood from minute one. And it just kept me up for the duration of the movie. It, like, <laughs> kept you up. Kept I was you at, awake. It, it, it was like somebody just doing keep-ups, <laughs> knocking me back into the sky every single time I came down. Okay, well, yes. I think, for me, there was a strong opening. And then <laughs> there was a period where I wasn't having much fun. But as soon as it stopped trying to be Flowers for Algernon... With Stephen King writing, I enjoyed it a lot more. I think, yeah, there's a dull stretch for me. It's um, everything from the monkey getting shot, which is great, up yeah. to Pierce Brosnan punching his way out of a hotel. That I would have reduced down to a, like a 10-minute sequence if possible. Okay. Like, you didn't enjoy the awkward sex scene with the the man who recently oh seemed to be mentally deficient and then was taken <laughs> into a house by a predator sort of woman. Hey, and that trope you exists. You didn't enjoy that scene? The opposite that of that trope exists a lot in popular culture. The born sexy yesterday thing of a naive young woman suddenly show me this thing you call lovemaking. So I'm sure this is every woman's dream is to set is the sex on um, muscular Trey Parker. Himbos. You latched onto the word predator there, Paul. You, you avoided the question. <laughs> I forget the question. Did you not enjoy this incredible scene? Oh, um, oh God, <laughs> not really. I was, I was, I was kind of stupid by then. There was, there was. <laughs> I didn't find stupid it constantly enjoying. I, I was stupid by then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the last about an hour and fifteen in, and until the end. So there's an hour and five minutes there. Mm. It really does keep up the pace well with fairly regular, ridiculous sequences and terrible acting. Yes. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take issue with suggesting it's like up there with some of our other sort of spectacular things. And this okay. is this is an unfortunate position I have to be in because I've got to come in here now and yeah. manage expectations for our for our audience. Who incidentally, I mean, just come. You you can all go now. You go out and play. Mm. Me and me and other Paul are gonna we're gonna have this out and uh, have some cathartic angry sex. Come you, come with Uncle Chris and we'll you watch go with Uncle Chris. together. Yes. No, you've <laughs> oh, all got shit. to stay here. You've all got to stay here and witness this because you did it for Dungeons and Dragons and you did it for Descendants 2. And you got to stay <laughs> you know here when the tables I was, are reversed. I was wondering if you were going to bring up Dungeons and Dragons. Let me just sample the epic disagreement that happened over Dungeons and Dragons because I did go back and listen yesterday. This is just <laughs> pants. 
This oh, is I like. I, I found it charming. I, I got angry about Marlon Wayans. You did get and, angry about uh, Marlon was, Wayans, I, and there's nothing in this like that. I'm not saying that the um. Well, that's good. I'm not yeah. saying that the um the episode was a crazy fight between <laughs> us. It was just. That's what I'm hoping. It was. For. It was just. I really did not like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, I didn't really dislike this. There were parts where I found it very dull, and I found the experience of you texting me during it saying how much you fucking loved it to be um, aggravating. Um, nevertheless, that's your fault. <laughs> My fault. Now you're experiencing the lawnmower man <laughs> effect where every phone was called. <laughs> Shit. It was so hard for mankind to c- coordinate any sort of response. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. No, but it, yeah, it picked up at the end and I started to enjoy it a lot more. But I'm curious, and I didn't end up looking into it. I'm curious to see what gets cut out when you're not watching the director's cut because there was an hour and 48 minute version of this. Okay. And I don't know what gets cut out. If it's anything from that sloggy bit. For me, of of Job getting smart, and I think that would be worthwhile getting it shorter so you could accelerate quickly to him marbling people to death and increase terrible CGI and sort of high-rate Brosnan. Watching the hour 48 version first would probably be a good thing because I really do think Mm. it's a completely different (laughs) pace, I grant you, but I really did enjoy everything that was happening there. Every... Every VR experience that left him sweaty and panting, and the the way they communicated him getting more intelligent um, was was wonderful. It was odd because he just got quiet, and then after one of the lessons, he was a genius. He was able to he he started to say something about an isosceles triangle. Um, <laughs> That's how VR works, baby. Yeah, you um, get quiet and then you get smart. There was no gradual increase in intelligence. Yeah. It wasn't like suddenly he's doing things a bit smarter. It yeah. was just. Oh, he's not saying dumb stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. okay, and now he's the genius. Now he's yeah. evil fucking dude. I'm not saying that it was well done. I'm saying it was really mm. entertaining. Yeah, that's what. We, that's the thing is none of us here are saying this is a good film, which I enjoy. Yeah. What, we're, what we're arguing about is whether or not it's a so bad it's good film. And I would yeah. say I think it's worth checking out for the sort of great moments. But, oh, dear, it did. I don't know. As soon as Pierce Brosnan started punching his way out of that hotel. I was so relieved, like, oh, thank God, this is something's happening. That was great. It was it was a beautiful <laughs> thing. Pierce Brosnan himself was so shirtless, so often. So shirtless yeah. and unbridled force. So fast, so shirtless. <laughs> I recommend taking a shot whenever you see a character shirtless in this film. Um, <laughs> I think that really increases people's enjoyment of this film. Um, oh, I don't know. You're going to get drunk by the time it gets good. <laughs> I mean, watch it backwards. Get oh, drunk yeah. by the time it's boring. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of doing it. Also come into this film with horny energy, and I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. If you come into it really randy, you'll be like, mmm, yeah. Also <laughs> yeah. bisexual energy all through this film. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It was great. It was surprising, Paul, because you, you were there with your family, so I thought it would have been a real like, ad- adrenaline Which is hormonal usually rump. how I do experience more of the hornier stuff. Look, yeah. mum's been in a lot of... Mum has been watching a lot of the Flair movies with me, so we have <laughs> experienced... Way more homoeroticism <laughs> in the past two weeks than I would characterize most of our relationship. <laughs> so I think really we were both up for anything at that stage. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> with a glowing recommendation from two thirds of us and a tentative sure from the other, <laughs> let's get to quick firing. Quick fire. The opening of this film has a monkey. That's <laughs> great. I love that monkey. Monkeys are funny. <laughs> and it has a gun. <laughs> And he grins. And he grins a lot. <laughs> nice. And he has a visor that opens. What a fucking great monkey. <laughs> He's a great monkey. And I love that a lot of the escape was filmed from like third person just behind his helmet. Sort yeah. of moving around at a mid shot. That was quite funny. Fuck, is like Nolan. Imagine. It's like when Nolan directed Doom 2005. <laughs> Imagine Lawnmower Man, a Stephen King joint. I liked Pierce Brosnan's body. It was a very early 90s body. He had a tight butt and, like, and strong legs. <laughs> and then he had that skin sort of skinny to V look in his torso. I thought that was great. <laughs> he looks like a Dorito. <laughs> yeah. Slender Dorito. Slender Dorito. I'd fuck any Dorito. Everyone I see. Oh, man. Well, yeah, he was just gorgeous. Dashing. And he looks fucking ridiculous when he's in pain. And I love that. Early Nineties. on, and this is a, this was a very good sign for the movie, somebody just yelled the phrase infrared battle helmet. And I got very <laughs> excited. Yep. Stephen, classic Stephen King line. <laughs> There's a great moment where uh, the monkey's helmet sees the church and a voiceover says, Sanctuary! Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really good. I wrote the word sanctuary down in big capital letters. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. Well, does it say it? 
yeah, the, the the message comes up because he's got like weird. He's got like a weird picto chart of places it might be. Yeah, could have just been a pointy house. I thought of everything in this. Remember that, kid? Sometimes a church is just a pointy house. The pointiest you know what house. Dad used to say. That's where the Pope lives. Yeah. He's got a real sharp house. <laughs> slice, <laughs> slice lemons on that all day, mate. Mm. Um, one more thing about Pitt. How uh, nice piercing pierce. Fucking beautiful <laughs> little earring there. You pirate. Yeah, we have got a pierced Pierce in this one. Hey, do you ever just think about the fact that his first name is Pierce? Um, no. Hey, Pierce. So when you think about Sylvester Stallone, it's just an odd yeah. experience. It's well, odd to think of them not as the whole. Maybe his real name's John. Keith. Keith Brosnan. I hope so. I hope he changed his name to Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is a powerful <laughs> name. name. I don't... It's a powerful I can't know. sexual name. Yeah. Mm. Salt Brosnan's quite good. Very true. <laughs> Salty Brosnan. Salt as a first name is not bad. I should probably adopt that. Salt McPool. Salt Buckman. <laughs> Salt Buckfuck. There was one. <laughs> I'm here to be your lawyer. <laughs> so there was a relatively good montage of shots in which our guy is mowing shirtlessly with his great hair. Mm. He's very muscular now with large hair and it's great. The blonde neighbor girl notices and then the Irish guy, um, his sort of father guy is just behind a hedge. And we get shots intercutting between these three elements, and it is quite amusing. And he's all about Trey Parker getting some, but in a in a, in a fairly nice <laughs> yeah. way. He's not like, yeah, you Fucking should tap that. It. It's it's just go on, have have some fun, get your end away. <laughs> I quite enjoyed early in the film. There's a Pierce Brosnan moment where he says uh, to one of the army men or one of the goons in this company, "Job Smith, the lawnmower man." Yes, you know the guy. Yeah, he does my lawns. Job Smith. The lawnmower man? <laughs> he mows my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty shit. And I was like, yeah, this is this film, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's the energy of this film. Yeah. That's because it's, that's it's what I wanted. the lawnmower man. Oh, you know him. Yeah, he mows my lawn. Yeah. He mows my lawn. <laughs> that's, what I wa- <laughs> that's, right. that's what I wanted. That kind of shit dialogue. Because <laughs> the first line of dialogue I write down is, DSI is bound to offer you both tits for this. Which <laughs> in- me- indicating that they will look favorably upon you. Yeah. Like, I wanted more talk. lines like that. Yeah. <laughs> Business talk. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get him, but you had the earring. Um, there was there was a, a VR view uh, shot of a guy getting sh- shot in the face, and it was an, inif- an innovative way of doing that. I liked mm. it. Good stuff. Yes, I enjoyed two bits of sort of early '90s tech thing that I liked. First of all, I liked that every screen is massive, like a fucking television. Recording <laughs> the large font. Yeah, the, the large font, the weird clip art picture or like stock picture that's on his log screen is great. Yeah. But just the size of every monitor means that at one point when you've got like a a weird spinning platform with two monitors on it, it's just got like two massive TVs duct taped to it. <laughs> and it just looks ridiculous, and I enjoy that. I really like the name of the lawnmower that the lawnmower man has. Its name is Big Red. Big Red. And yeah. I fucking Very love king. that thing. How Stephen King is that? <laughs> I would die for Big Red. <laughs> Let that Big be Red known. is the most Stephen King fucking thing I've ever heard. I think he has a novel, or at least three novels called that. <laughs> is that another phallic idea? Big Red? This is Dick Red? Ah, <laughs> this movie is so penetrative. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of... Um, monkey in a gyroscope, Paul. Isn't they put a monkey in a gyroscope and just Look, let no that, one can argue that they didn't put a monkey go. in a gyroscope. <laughs> There's an image on screen which suggests a monkey is in a gyroscope, and that's amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of that monkey, another line I wrote down is, "You know what it did to Rush from 1138, and he was the most advanced chimp we ever had." <laughs> Pretty great. Yep. It's good. I can cross that one off. Uh, I, I very much enjoy Pierce Brosnan's escapism in VR when he's at home, laying there with his fucking shirt off, doing the falling exercise. Where he's ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> he's like relaxing in a hammock. Um, that's how he gets his rocks off in VR, uh, which I appreciate as a fellow rock off VR guy. I don't know. I don't fucking use VR, but uh, off rocker, yeah. off, off rocker, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's just very funny, his acting, uh, and then uh, the superimposed sort of VR stuff. I really enjoy it. It reminded me of Ch- uh, uh, Randy Marsh chasing the dragon. Mm, trying to, trying to get off of the guitar here, I think. Piss wearing a 90s shirt and chinos for most of this movie, and it's fucking hot. <laughs> it is fucking great. It's very Goldblum-esque. Yes, it is Goldblum. Did those, ever, did those two ever experience each other, or would that have just melted any celluloid you tried to put it on? Yeah, it's only a private arrangement. Yeah. 
No, not filmed implicitly rampant love oh yeah i did quite enjoy the line both the line and the accompanying visual visual for uh lawnmower man's in your head now jake the fuck does that mean <laughs> i asked it's actually to the audience <laughs> he says it as if it was like a witty twist on something he said earlier yeah i looks like the lawnmower man's in your head now what I, and I, that's his last I, word before he dies <laughs> I, put that, I did put that question to the room when I was watching it with Chris and um, one of Chris's housemates and um, no, no answer. No answer from either. No. <laughs> I have floated the idea before, the idea that you could actually be quite lazy with your death quips because the fucking guy's going to die. He's not going to tell anyone what yeah. he said. <laughs> so maybe yeah, that's fuck, it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you fuck off. So you could just Take make it. something better up later and say that you said that. <laughs> yeah, and I said, fuck off four eyes. Great. <laughs> You didn't shit. Um, I was meant to. I meant to brainstorm that, and I didn't. <laughs> There's a moment in uh, about midway through or mid to late where uh, Job asks Pierce Brosman. I'm just going to call him that character now. Yeah. yeah. Um, they talk about the monkey getting killed, and uh, Job looks at uh, Pierce and goes, "They're not going to kill me too." Ha ha ha! And Pierce doesn't say anything. <laughs> he just ignores him. Yeah, so I think the reassuring, oh, they're not going to, huh, oh, uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> that Pierce Brosman really doesn't know how to human because yeah. he spends too much time in VR. <laughs> too much time without a he shirt. Just... He's forgotten how to relate to people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, those nudists. I don't know how they get along. <laughs> don't know how Australians manage it. <laughs> Come the end of summer. We scream at each other and curse. Oh, that's true. That's how we all communicate. The less shirt, the more cursing. That does explain a lot. Sounds awful, not um, like here in England. <laughs> Oh, miss that shit. Oh, I made myself sad. Yeah. So actually, as the uh, watching it with Chris and Chris's housemate Jazz, she was telling us a, she had a sort of theory that she was building on through the duration of the movie over two hours and twenty minutes. She kept linking things, um, pitching Pierce Brosnan and Job as opposites. Yes. As, as um, and, and <laughs> two ends uh, of a spectrum. Yeah, two ends of a spectrum, and how they <laughs> how that interacted and they, how they fed off of each other. And uh, as as that came to a culmination, I wrote, this is a lot like Dark Place. And that was it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the lawnmower attacking the house was everything I hoped it would be. Yep. It's just... And I did... Uh, I was really annoyed that they explained away how the family had slept through it. It's implied to be Job's hypnosis. I really just liked the idea they had managed to sleep through <laughs> this noisy lawnmower just attacking oh, and killing this dad. What a night. I was so tired. And the only thing... The only thing distinguishing it from a great 80s slasher thing is that you don't get to see any blood splatter or like or like the guy's face landing in the pond or something. Yeah. Tom Sad. Savini was busy that week, it yeah. seems. And Cronenberg. There's a <laughs> really good line from Job. After his brain's been kind of frazzled by the VR machine. Mm. Yeah, I really appreciate the Trey's delivery of those lines. The hushed <laughs> yeah. tone. It was good. Delicate. <laughs> um, I like how they got the pa Power Rangers H HQ to film the, uh, in the science lab. <laughs> it's a, a magnificent set. Zordon Any 90s TV myth. show would be envious. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Oh, yeah, okay. So when the cops are talking about how the guy died, it's implied that Job is hypnotizing them mm. um, to kind of consider it. But how do you indicate that he's hypnotizing them? How about just having him stand in his full, like, mech suit fucking situation just like tron gear just behind like a hedge in the yeah. in the sort of mid distance <laughs> hedges are known for their telepathy <laughs> the symbol of very telepathy cunning, you see. that's what we learn in directing school you can still telepathize somebody through a hedge but they don't know they're being telepathied telepathied is the yeah. correct term yeah well rather brilliantly hedges tend to obscure things that are positioned all around them so it can be very difficult to focus. I really enjoyed the choir during the virtual date where Job takes his girlfriend. Uh, there's there's a beautiful kind of choir moment. Uh, and also they turn into a fucking two-headed dragonfly, which is rad. <laughs> That's how I imagine myself <laughs> when I fuck. That's what fuck is. That's what sex is. So I've been led to be told. <laughs> when, uh, well, s somebody says, says the word robot. Robot. Yeah. I'm not looking for that. You're going to have to tell me. Or... No, I don't know when it is. You just have to just take it for granted. Shit. Listen to the home. Shit. That's it. <laughs> Find out for yourself. Yeah. Decide if that is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look. I did manage to sample it. Look. Robert. <laughs> nice. You're all right, audience. Cool. Go out and play. <laughs> don't listen to him. He's never, he's never been out to play. He doesn't know what it's like. <laughs> it's a 
very dangerous, it turns out. Shit. Awful. Men everywhere. <laughs> Stay in. Watch Lawnmower Man. Why are these the options? <laughs> um, the wife shooting the guy is great. I really like her just shooting the guy. And he spends a while. My, it's, it's one of those great things where the wife shooting is in full motion and the guy getting shot is in slow motion. And he like twists and turns as he's flying through the air. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's everything you'd hope from an, a hammy, yeah. over, overwrought death scene. Consistent swap. <laughs> My uh, previous mixed metaphor was a lead into this mixed metaphor. We can't cut ourselves off from the hand that feeds us, which I, I really do enjoy yeah. as a mixed metaphor of the bite, bite <laughs> yes, the hand that's that feeds and cut us. Uh, it's cut just... us off from that hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a few of those actually through this, a weird mixed metaphor lines. I really enjoy them. Yeah. They're dumb. <laughs> so many. <laughs> once you bad. Point, How did Stephen King not write this? Are you sure Right. This is Stephen King, right? Surely. Yeah. Where was he when this was happening? Find him now. Doing lines. In, in, in a stupor, yeah. <laughs> he was coming down from that misery high. <laughs> God, God damn it, Caroline. Never unhook a program when I'm engaged. It was incredible. God damn it, Caroline. Never unplug a program when I'm engaged. <laughs> Not relevant to the rest of the film, but still a great line. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Dean Norris as the camp kind of British villain. We're most anxious to see what effect the original Project 5 formulas will have on this subject. We want to know what effect it will have on a human subject. It's an essential step for us to determine certain covert sector applications for Angelo's work. Pub shit in his hat. British for a while. British for a while, his accent is impenetrable, but it's it's marvellous, and I enjoyed, you know, Dean Norris, usually kind of a good old boy kind of experience, but mm. yeah, I liked him being the sort of snobbish asshole. Yes. Like when Sean right. Bean did that in Possessor. In the island. <laughs> In Goldfinger, Goldeneye, Gold something. <laughs> <gasps> All comes back. For England, James. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies don't hold up. <laughs> There's a, a moment when they're escaping the lobby, the valet uh, that Pierce uses to escape uh, and drive back to Job. The yeah. valet actor like grabs hold of the car and is pulled with it b- for like a second yes. before letting go. Like that extra fucking goes hard. Props it's... to him. Give him his two hundred bucks. <laughs> Giving him his. Give him his sandwich. Give him his horny sandwich. <laughs> These have all been near Pierce Brosnan whilst he was shirtless. Mm-hmm, thank you. The one suggestion that this wasn't a Stephen King movie was that all of the young kids were nice. Yes, I enjoyed that, and I actually had that as a quick fire and eliminated yeah. it for uh, being too um, banal. But, um, too lame. Too awful. But I liked it. I liked when he approaches those kids at the comic book stand, I was really sure they were going to like insult him a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when they didn't, I was very pleasantly surprised. They were happy to read through the definite comic book titles that Stephen King came up with, <laughs> like Ninja Cyborg or something. It was the oh. 90s. I would have read that. <laughs> it was just like I, somebody who has never read a comic book ever in, in their life doesn't understand what comic books offer people. It was just like, <laughs> hero guy. I swear to God, there was boy. like a Power Rangers thing that was something like Ninja Police Force or something. Well, that's Japan for you. You can't. <laughs> Japan was can't the judge. 90s. Japan legitimately was the 90s. Tamagotchis. I could go on. Um, yeah, there's a great moment where Job is in the car staring at a foam bee. That the guy has in the in the um the dashboard, and you have to appreciate how great Job looks at this stage. He's got coiffed sort of big hair that's mm-hmm. sort of out from his head, but very neat. He's very muscular and lean, and he's got these big bulging blue eyes that just Oof. <laughs> the color of steel. Yeah, he's a he's a hell of an experience. Oh, this whole movie is so fucking horny. <laughs> it radiates chaotic bisexual energy to like the nth degree and I love that. It's great to see representation of chaotic bisexuals in media as one and uh, this film <laughs> radiates that even if I mean, there's no bisexuality the horniness between the two mains is just like, even like shot to shot there's a lot of scenes where orgasm face to Pierce Brosman open shirt is a cut to cut like it's, yeah, this is a homoerotic story if ever there was one. Can I just say that this is the second week running in which the phrase yes. bisexual energy has been used? Chaotic and, bisexual uh, energy. Cha- well, did no she less. even say chaotic bisexual energy? I feel I'm, like I'm she did. I'm pretty sure Sophie said chaotic bisexual yeah, energy. Yeah, that's amazing. So, and in this, the time of the BFI Flare Festival, I feel we, like... We haven't 
We have an agenda and we're coming for you. <laughs> we're coming uh, for you. We're just coming for you. We're really excited for you. You're all you're <laughs> all gonna horny. be by you're all gonna be by by the end of the by the end of the recommendations month. What's coming up next? Invasion Planet Earth. It could be could be horny. <laughs> that sounds like our agenda as well. <laughs> <laughs> American Rickshaw was the first one, right? That's what we did like two weeks ago. Yeah. And that was pretty yeah. fucking I mean that was pretty fucking. That was, that was that was some pretty fucking, yeah. I mean Mitch Gaylord. <laughs> I don't wanna make assumptions. But it was it was de- it was definitely more of the Steven Seagal-style sexuality, so um, chaotic, <laughs> yes. If Steven Seagal was gay, which is a terrifying prospect for every community. <laughs> Very real that's the, that's the energy that movie put out. Uh, the bully reminded me of Northampton, so well, well done there. Um, <laughs> I love that. What yeah. reminded you of Northampton? Sorry, I misheard. What did, did the CGI hellscape remind you of Northampton? That and the bully. Oh, the bully, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like when the, when the lady is uh, getting her rocks off with Job and uh, he's obviously never kissed before and she asks him to give her his tongue mm. and he just sticks it out and she just does what she can <laughs> around it. She does what, what any it's... actress opposite Keanu Reeves would do. <laughs> I love this sex. <laughs> I love doing a sex with you, Valerie. <laughs> are, you, are you Siri? No. <laughs> but I possibly will be in a future film <laughs> it was kind of dark that he was mentally abducting job into mm. um doing these tests oh yeah that scene was quite good actually i i thought it was actually a genuinely good scene yeah. where uh he's like he questions whether he should be doing it at the fact that it's so easy to do yeah. in a serious film i would like to see that where the, the abductor has a second of hesitation where uh they realize that they are deep like, exploiting someone incredibly vulnerable. I really yeah. enjoyed that scene. It is a Frankenstein-esque yeah. sort of story, and I would recommend Flowers for Algernon, yes. which does tell you know the story of someone being given sort of super intelligence and it ultimately making them not terribly happy. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's great. It's very good. Actually, Jasmine did mention Frankenstein, ah. um, probably around the time that I was saying that I love Pierce Brosnan's butt. <laughs> Talking about Dark Place again. There's a lot of slow motion in this. Uh, the the boils on the guy's hand is another thing that Job does, but uh, that looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, I did. I did make a note for like the um the plot rundown of um. Why did I do that? Ow! Ow! Woof. <laughs> 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 um. I like the. Let let me just print this out, and then it cuts to the printer, and it's you know it's 1992. So yeah, it's taking 20 minutes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um. Piss Brosnan has a very uh, a Ewan McGregor style wet cool hair uh, <laughs> moment. Hi, I'm wet cool hair. <laughs> I'm a and fellow now... <laughs> teen. God, wet's so good today. Um, there's a bit where he's got this his hair down in front of his face, and mm. a little ring of smoke comes out, and he just sucks it back in. Um, and it's it's a it's a very fucking hot moment. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, smoking's cool, kids. <laughs> Hell yeah. The thing I thought looked really cool. Dis- disassembling people, disassembling people. Oh yeah, with the marbles. Yeah, the melted steering wheel was a really great effect. Out mm. of Elm Street, feel to it. Aww. Just ugh. love that. Gross. And the sucked-out body prosthetic. In you know when he's just hanging in the gyroscope at the end, Job, mm. his, his body just gets sucked clean of <laughs> of life, and <laughs> yeah. it's just this like bedraggled skeletal sinewy yeah. corpse in this it, big Tron jumpsuit. It did look kind um, of rubbish it though. And I, it, it looked kind of rubbish though and I do love that Pierce Brosnan like held this really rubbish looking puppet and just said, oh Job, what happened? <laughs> I think <laughs> showing in the wide it looks really good where he's, yeah. you can just see like the the yeah. the suit. Is yes, the, in the a wide it's good. Yeah. It's when he takes yeah. the helmet off and it looks like a Halloween That's decoration. right, then it becomes a mannequin. <laughs> Hell, shouldn't have taken the helmet <laughs> that off. Pierce yeah. Brosnan then tries to have a tender moment with. <laughs> Job! No, he's over here. That's just a Halloween decoration. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Job! You're fine. <laughs> with my super intelligence, I decided not to go onto the internet. Oh, nice. <laughs> because it seems Let's like a really fun. dumb idea. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> Let's be a polyamorous bisexual couple. <laughs> Off we go. I, you Yay. know what? If I could control shit with my mind, why would I want to go on the internet? So stupid. I can make bees whenever I want. Millions of bees. Whenever I want. They're endangered. <laughs> They're endangered, don't you know? We can make more bees. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's gonna fuck with these ones. I'm gonna remove all Try the over farm these. I don't understand what's wrong with bees. Anyway, do you have any others, Paul? No, that's it. I apologise. Okay, I like the fact that bald bad guy is uh, portrayed typing with one finger on each hand, which is great. <laughs> Final stage, Job is great, especially his facial expressions when he's in the net. Oh my god, yeah, fantastic. 
the line expand human communication i can't quite remember but i believe is delivered at a hysterical yell which is fantastic this technology is meant to expand human communication but you're not even human anymore and yes of course your naive idiocy makes me angry as um makes me very angry excuse me is an excellent line your naive idiocy makes me very angry and then having so job hits pierce brosnan and you hear in the cyberverse and you hear him screaming and spinning away And then Pierce Brosnan like sneaks up behind him and touches his shoulder slightly, and then he turns and punches him and he flies away and screams in the exact same way. <laughs> what did you want to accomplish here? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just about it for Lawnmower Man. Did we get Amazing. anything from the OG team? We hadn't about an hour ago. Oh so shit. Let me check. A lot can happen in an hour, Paul. I checked the OG team about an hour ago. <laughs> I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> Chat the OG team about an hour ago, and they ain't got shit to say. Oh. Is anyone following the hashtag the lawnmower man? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually popping off. But the last, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, must be a weekend or something. The last yeah. post was August second, nineteen ninety-two. So by a man named Job. <laughs> no. <laughs> Martin Gardner says I got nothing, and I watched this in the last twelve months. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for that, Martin. <laughs> That's great. Um, Good guy. I like this guy. Good work, Martin. That's our Twitter followers. My kind of people. Thanks, OG team. <laughs> Hold I'm on, just, we just loading check, up Facebook. Gotta check Facebook. Oh, got Facebook as well. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, if you do want to do an OG team that we can reverb and, yeah, and so yeah. on, then Someone please go for it now. Check Tumblr. I'll do it now. Thanks, OG team. Mm. OG team. Great. Yeah, we've got nothing. Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. Thank you, OG team. <laughs> Thanks, OG. Let's talk about the one better thing. Caroline. The one better thing. So I had two options. Um, I think there's there's quite an obvious one, but uh, it's one of my favourite films. But I won't say it. Instead, I'm going to go for Videodrome. Oh, beautiful! A fantastic film uh, with body horror yep. and technology opening the minds and uh, exploring different dark places. Yeah. Uh, a frightening film about body horror and the the uh, dangers of technology. Yeah, with a greater commentary on uh, society rather than uh, the individual. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a lot of stuff about media, right new media, and such. You know, videotaping technology and yeah. broadcasting. All the rest of it, yeah. I, I watched it very recently, and it's it's um, in the wake of his son Brandon Cronenberg's um, excellent film Possessor, which you'll be hearing about a lot in the next couple of weeks. In the next couple of minutes. <laughs> in the next couple of minutes. Oh fuck! Okay, yeah. is that yours? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay, great. Hey, look hey, at that. let's get a preview of our top tens. Hey, that's that's all right. People people need to know what's what's been driving us this year because God knows it's not each other. <laughs> um, yeah, Possessor, Brandon Cronenberg, uh, twenty twenty movie. Um, really does pick up where the best of Cron- David Cronenberg left off. Um, just incredible, visually shattering movie. Very inventive. Um, Andrea Riseborough is an assassin, uh, sort of possessing other people's bodies as hosts. There's a lot about uh, identities at war and the erosion of the self, and um, it's told uh, across this backdrop of just haunting, uh, memorable uh, practical effects and... Um, visually arresting body horror and yeah I'll, I'll leave it there so we can justify talking about it more in our top tens episode very soon yeah absolutely excellent well look i've got there's a litany of um virtual reality movies out there that you can enjoy of course there's the matrix Woo! um there's the new jumanji movies there's uh, tron legacy which i've become curious about mm, <laughs> uh, revisiting after yeah, seeing positive yeah. reviews of it and there's the all right sort of uh, spielberg movie ready player one so oh, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of stuff out there about exploring the whole digital landscape. I think it's... One thing I'll say for Ready Player One is it did more successfully get across the idea of being excited about going into a digital world that looked digital. Yes. Um, which is something we've only really been able to accomplish in the last few years. Obviously, The Matrix looks great because the digital world is just, like, fucking crisp. It's Sydney. Yeah, it's Sydney. <laughs> it's fucking Sydney. So, you know, that looks awesome. But the idea of an entirely digital space that you might actually enjoy going to and experiencing is one thing that Ready Player One did have going for mm. it. So True. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So those are the one those are the several better things. Several better things. The one better thing. 
Chris, how can people find out about fucking baby beard and all that stuff you can follow us on twitter at baby beard media you can go to our youtube channel with the unique ur www.youtube.com slash baby beard media url rather uh you can go to our facebook page also you can just search baby beard media into your podcast app and you'll find our two podcasts shut up and take my podcast which is a futurama retrospective and roll to cast our tabletop rpg actual play podcast with music by the incomparable inconceivable digital Genius poor woman mm. who's sitting across from me. Unbearable. Uh, yeah, unbearable. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Untouchable. Uh, anyway. Un- uh, un- <laughs> unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Uh, we also do Let's Plays on our YouTube channel. Um, also, you can follow me at Bonding Chris for all my Twitter funnies. Uh, like when I successfully predicted the death of a man yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, whoops. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, funny oh. stuff like that. Laughs. <laughs> Big lols all round. <laughs> yeah, this is very upsetting. Are it's you... a great development. I all recommend you check out Baby Beard Media to find out who's going to die next. Am I the lawnmower man? <laughs> Death note. Definitely. Am I, am I Twitter Death Note? <laughs> <laughs> at Death Note. Wait for my ats. <laughs> oh, God. Or you could just stay right here because we do have a Baby Bearder roughly once every... We do have a Baby Bearder roughly every 10 weeks. So just yeah. start looking at the clock. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Countdown now. <laughs> Paul, how can people keep an eye out for that by following us on social medias? Yeah, well, we, I mean, mostly what we do is talk about the baby bearders. So um, you get on Twitter at OGT Pod. Yeah, there's just extra baby beard content there. If you do want to reward us for that, you can get involved in our Patreon, where for as little mm. as a dollar a month, you get exclusive access to um, all baby beard media updates, uh, including <laughs> 2021 uh, uncut uh, sneak peek preview of our Texas Chainsaw Massacre Halloween yeah. special. Paul's pitches. We've got the Game of Thrones pitch which came out ages ago now, but it's bloody great. Yeah. We've got some Let's Plays on there. We've got some DVD challenges featuring some those. people we've never heard of. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and, and more to come. Fuck yeah. Thanks for thanks to Chris for coming on. Mm. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks to Chris for having me on the latest season of Roll to Cast, where I play a French lunatic. <laughs> it's very good. Yes, I agree. I am very good. If you like Lawnmower Man, you'll love season four <laughs> of Roll to Cast. Yeah, you can find out more about that by looking yeah. at the episode description of this episode, which I only just last night noticed for the past 10 episodes has been more than half a promotion for <laughs> the, um, the fucking Roll mm. to Cast. More so than it is anything about OGT. Well... Speaking Look, of us if, being if an OGT platform. We've got to celebrate each other's achievements. That's um, right. The fact that we someone did. else asked me to do a thing. Pretty big. <laughs> but did you notice that I also switched around some of the things so that your review link is at the top? Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't pick up on that. I didn't. I was below the paragraph. Or potentially just slightly above the paragraph about baby beard. Yeah. <laughs> it was one line, so <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it above or below the bit that says news, news, news and bold? <laughs> Look, I can <laughs> I can write a paragraph about your reviews if you like. I would like you to very much so. Please okay. check. Please write a review about his reviews. Please review my reviews. I will, and it's going to be fucking beautiful. It's going <laughs> to get across the fact that I really respect you. Thank you. That's all I ever wanted. I'm Paul ever wanted. I'm Paul I ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's oh. good. That's what this should have been called. This whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, Paul I've ever wanted. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that's that's what our Patreon channel is called now. So um, <laughs> check check us out there. That's it's too good. It's too good not to. This is the beginning of the end or a new chapter. I'm not sure which. <laughs> Shit, we've um, just made love and now we are the Iron Butterfly. Uh, sorry, Chris, and- I think we cut off you saying I'm something. No, that's all right. I was I was enjoying. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris, Monkey with the Gun Bond. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Monkey with the Gun Bond is also the only thing I've ever <laughs> wanted. And remember, the one good thing about the Lawnmower Man is that really hasn't it brought us all closer together in cyber sex giant fucking dragonflies (laughs) that too